0: Hey, guys, what's up? We are back for another episode of Onside Chicks. I am Jordan Arard-Coupé here with my co-host, Kaylee. And we have been kind of struggling (laughs) this week. We tweeted it out today. We saw a tweet that kind of uh, captured everything. Uh, We're basically excited for any sort of information right now because Mm -hmm. there's definitely been a lack of it ever since everything with the draft has kind of settled.
1: Yeah, it's not the best time to be covering the NFL. Um, no. Also, not only are we in just like a dead period for the league in general, but like there's no drama happening. None.
0: Like it's literal radio silence right now. There's there's not even any like sort of tea. I mean, the Aaron Rodgers talks, but they all just seem to be talks and speculation. There doesn't really seem to be anything too in-depth to it. And I haven't seen anything new about it all week. So it's everything yeah. kind of everything's stale right now.
1: Yeah. I've seen people talking about like, I don't know, I was at the gym and it was like, oh, should Miami trade for Aaron Rodgers? I'm like, what are we talking about right now?
0: <laughs> I'm so, I'm so we're all confused. fishing for topics. <laughs> for yeah. Story lines.
1: I'm like, oh, we're thirsty for news <laughs> right now because <laughs> this whole conversation is so insane. But but yeah, I uh I will be happy to get past this dead period, get into training camp, especially in July it's going to pick up, but we got okay. we got a while, so kind of what we landed on to fill the fill the gaps is to kind of take a look at rookie mini camps which just passed for most teams, I think all teams. So yeah. um we'll kind of be doing little profiles on a team, kind of doing a deep dive into people they drafted, maybe guys that were there to try out, um, and then undrafted rookies as well. So we are going to be doing deep dives on a bunch of different teams, specifically ones that probably could potentially either be in contention for at least playoffs or just had a really interesting
0: rookie class. Yeah. So. So today we are going to be focusing on the 49ers, but before we jump into that, there was one. All right. This is literally, this is us fishing for headlines now. And the only reason yeah, that this is even relevant is it's just so funny because it's both of our teams. Um, the Eagles and the Jags traded this week, corner for corner. And then a sixth round pick Eagles gave up a sixth round to the Jags. Um, I'm going to be honest. My first react, I got the notification. I was like, yes, some breaking news. My team's involved, but I got the notification. Uh, Jose josea scott um Mm -hmm. and i went we traded who for who that was my initial that was my initial reaction
1: yeah i i gotta be honest with you i I don't know either of these people
0: (laughs) i know i i was like looking for i was trying to get excited about something and i just couldn't do it
1: there's only so much space in my brain (laughs) for like a full roster and, and not only to mention like a full roster for my team, but also like all of the players that I know everything about from every other team. So yeah, yeah, Josiah, Josiah Scott flew under the radar for me. We got in return a sixth round pick in 2023 as well as Jamison Houston. So we traded corner for corner, Again, not really sure. Um,
0: I don't understand like why. And I don't understand how you got a sixth round from like, why didn't we just trade our corners?
1: Yeah, I'm really, yeah, I'm really very, very confused. I mean, it just kind of seems like maybe it's like he's a perk that comes along with a future sixth round pick. Maybe, I mean, that's like all I can think of is maybe he has a connection to the coaching staff up in Philadelphia. Maybe he I don't know. Like maybe, maybe they just like him up there. They're like, hey, yeah. we'll throw you a bone. Maybe the Eagles think that by 23 they'll be able to give up draft picks willy-nilly. I mean, I can't see that happening, but yeah. that that that's apparently where they feel like they're gonna be. But yeah, so we we got Jameis in Houston, so.
0: Ooh, well, you're welcome. Um yeah. and yeah, and the, yeah, the Eagles literally just seem to be like going for depth in a bunch of undersized corners. Scott that we got from you is 59 as a corner. Um That doesn't make me feel great, especially when this is a position that I really wanted us to focus on in the draft. And we did like we, we got there, but it just wasn't, I think this was one of our main priorities and we didn't make it a main priority. I'm glad that they at least know that it's something that they have to work on. I just don't know if I fully understand the thought process and what they're going on to fill the position, but who knows? (laughs)
1: Yeah, I almost feel like this is more of... It's like depth. It's it's depth, but like, so I don't know that joseas Scott was really going to make the final roster. So again, seems weird to give up anything for him. But um, I think it really is just a signal. Like, I, I, I do think they're trying to move past what happened in the past few years in jacksonville they're trying to make a statement that they're ready to move forward they're not going to hang on to any unnecessary weight on our roster i think they've tried to prove that time and time again in this off season. we've seen them trade away some people and and to be fair some people that you know were probably better off being traded and then some people that you know probably could have flourished in jacksonville but they were just willing to part ways I, I don't know how much of a statement this makes, but <laughs> it, it, maybe it's like a signal that this is going to start happening with some of the guys that were drafted during the Dave Caldwell era and and came in during that period. So I don't know. I'm interested to see. I have no idea. I do love that we <laughs> threw that in there. It's a very random piece. I, I would argue that there's no other podcast in the world right now that covers Talking that amount of that. information. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. I would yeah, argue and- that. And it's so specific to us, which is so, – I literally saw it, and I was like, we have to talk about this because this is so random. What are the chances? But, yeah, so we we went corner for corner. You got a sixth round. We'll see what comes of it. But that, I think, is the most exciting bit of information that's happened. We yeah. got Kerrigan. We stole Kerrigan from Washington. Yeah. That was pretty exciting. Um, Out of yeah. depth, I really like him, and he's been like an eagle killer – for a decade. So now mm-hmm. that we have him, I'm appreciating that, but no, it's definitely been a slow news week, but like we said, we are going to break down Like we are going to eventually go through and do a bunch of different teams that had great drafts. But this week we decided to focus on the 49ers just because there was a lot of talk of 49ers, not I mean, and by a lot of talk, I mean like this is what I saw the most of just because Rel- it was, relative, yeah. Yeah,
1: relative. it was
0: what was available at the time. But they had their rookie mini camp and Trey Lance came out and he was looking very impressive. And overall, with their draft class, I was really impressed with what they did. I thought they went and they filled all of the major holes that they really needed to fill. And we've talked about it before this already was a strong team. The reason that they really weren't in contention last season was only because of the injuries. Like, this team could not stay healthy. They were working with a practice squad team at one point. Nobody could consistently stay on the field. So I think it was hard to judge based off last season, but the holes that they did have, I think they definitely attacked in the draft.
1: Yeah, I'm impressed. I, I do think we saw them waver a bit last season. Understandably so. They got kind of bitten by the injury bug early on. They really struggled to get back on track after that. Um, but I'm excited, right? Like, you look at what this team is able to do in 2019. You look at the kind of campaign they had. And when you dive into Jimmy Garoppolo and his stats, they're really not all that bad, right? So no. I, I, they're not bad. The team does better when he's on the field. Data backs that up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but he can't stay on the field. So yeah. that is where this whole Trey Lance thing gets pretty interesting. I'm interested to see. I will right, well, let's dive into Trey Lance. Let's start All right. there. All right. His yeah, his rookie minicamp obviously impressive. I know that the 49ers did some maneuvering to make him seem extra impressive um especially in their 7 on 7s. I think he yeah. completed like 20 out of 24 passes. Mm-hmm. Um didn't really push the ball downfield, was very much looking like a game manager, looking like a really poised veteran quarterback, but again, not really pushing the envelope there, but I think that was really designed to make sure that he starts off on the right foot, not only mentally because I think we've seen what can happen to rookie quarterbacks, especially really early in their career, if they kind of misstep early on. The media gets a hold of it, and how much pressure that can put on them right when their career is kind of getting off to a start. So I do appreciate appreciate that by them, but I think his one on ones were probably more impressive than his seven on sevens. What do you? I mean, how do you feel about his overall performance?
0: I mean, like you said, they were keeping it. They were playing it safe, which I kind of understand, especially this early on. And I know I saw one, one of his only incompletions was a tipped ball from one of the undrafted guys that came out. I believe his name was Justin Hillard, linebacker. Mm -hmm. So it's like stuff like that. I also think they were trying to, because I do believe Jimmy Garoppolo is still going to come out and be their starter week one. I fully believe that. I I think the chances of Trey Lance week one are very, very slim. I honestly don't even think I want that for him. He didn't get as much time in college to kind of show off his skills. I think it'd be smart to sit behind a vet and get that experience and get that knowledge, have Jimmy help him out a little bit. Um, So I do think they were also trying to show off the other guys as well. But I think with what they were doing, I think it was a great start. It just seemed overall like – all happy-go-lucky vibes. They had 23 people come out, even in the voluntary. um, Like, everybody was coming out, so it just seems like the vibes in San Francisco are really good, which I like to see, because I think that helps. But I'm excited for Trey Lance, and I've been excited for Trey Lance, but this wasn't an actual good way to judge him, per se, just because they were playing it safe with how they were going about everything.
1: Yeah, I really am interested to see. I think it's most of the talk that's been going on really has been about the rookie quarterbacks and when we think they're going to make their appearance. And obviously, Trey Lance, being that the 49ers traded up to get him. um, And not only that, but made it kind of known that if the price was right, Jimmy Garoppolo would be kind of up on the trading block. Mm Mm-hmm. So I think it's interesting, but I know Shanahan got on a podcast and talked about it and was like, you know, if Garoppolo plays at a high level, like, good to go. That's great for us. We know exactly, you know, how to play him. We know he knows our offense. We know what we're getting in him as a player. And we can kind of go forward from there. But if not, at least we know our eggs aren't all in one basket. So he is very, very open to the idea that if for some reason, Jimmy Garoppolo comes out in training camp, um, voluntary OTAs, that he has the ability and will put Trey Lance as a starter. And that's how it's reading so far into this offseason, which I think is really interesting because when you're not really testing him, again, we're not in the facility, so it's a little hard to know exactly what's going on besides what we're seeing publicly. But it's very interesting to hear that he would be really open to having him start kind of right off the bat and really promoting that competition if, and when it does happen leading up to the season. So I did read though that Bill Barnwell did his predictions of when these quarterbacks will come in. And he did mention the Eagles because he was mentioning that the Eagles play the 49ers in week two. And he thinks that the defensive line of Philadelphia we'll put a ton of pressure on Jimmy Garoppolo and we could see Trey Lance as early
0: as week 3 which is a strong statement. That is. And I will say just while we're on it because I have to, I the Eagles D-line like that is something that I feel very comfortable with. So the fact that they're getting some recognition, I love. But um no, that that seems early to me personally. But with the way Things are looking, like I said, I am convinced week one Jimmy will be their guy just because I think it poses too much of, I just think it's too risky for them, especially for Kyle Shanahan to come out and just kind of scrap everything that they've had with Jimmy unless he one gets injured in training camp or two, he just looks like hot garbage. Like if he just can't get it together, if it's a mental thing, then you throw Trey Lance Lance in there, whatever, take it from there but I think that's early. I was going to say more like Thanksgiving, like late. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I could see it. I mean, I think there was a stat about him like not making it out of September for three of his four seasons. So if that says anything and that trend continues, uh, we might see it a little earlier than that. But I, I agree. I think we will see him if my instincts are correct. I just, I do feel like, it's one of those situations where, as long as Trey Lance is ready and Shanahan feels like he's an NFL ready quarterback, I think he will be quick to pull that trigger. And I think there's good, there's it, we're gonna see different levels of that kind of risk aversion when it comes to putting those rookie quarterbacks in. But this is a guy who, I mean, he sounds giddy with the excitement over the thought of like a quarterback battle yeah. and having them like go at it in camp and at practice. So, I would not be surprised if like things start taking a downward turn earlier in the season. And he's like, yeah, go get in there.
0: Uh, he has been having so much fun with this whole thing, playing the media, the press conference. I was, I wanted them in April I was like the 49ers need to take Trey Lance this is he's gonna fit them I don't want them to go Mac Jones but then with the way everything was looking in my mock draft I was fully convinced that they were going Mac Jones not that that's what I wanted them to do that just felt like the direction they were going and it's because of how Kyle Shanahan has been playing this and how he's been teasing things and I feel like he is having so much fun and it does give them the edge going into this season because now you're prepping both of these guys to have that mentality that any week you could be the starter and you don't know what's going to happen. That also gives their opponents a disadvantage because now they have to prep for what is going to happen week after week. So I think it's brilliant the way he's doing it as long as he doesn't play it towards making a toxic Comp- you know what i mean like as long as it stays like that highly motivated this could work out very well for them as long as it doesn't go down the road that the Eagles went down this year with like the like Carson's mentality like the backstabbing the conversations yep. behind closed doors if he keeps playing it the way he is though i think the 49ers are in a great position to be sneaky good yeah and in a division where it counts right because i yeah, think this is the toughest is- division in football like, it is. Without it
1: and there's like glaring opportunity, right? Like it's tough. Wow. Don't get me wrong. The Cardinals added a ton of pieces. I think we're all kind of low key, really excited to see what they do, and and wow. kind of rooting for them to some extent. But the Seahawks really didn't do a ton, so wow. it, it, it is interesting. To nothing. Yeah. So it's interesting to see them um, how they'll stack up against this division. But then you've got the Rams, which is really a huge test in what is Matthew Stafford really capable of? What is his potential outside of Detroit? And so you're walking into the hardest division in the NFL, arguably, and everything's up in the air, everything, yeah. because the 49ers could could go off. We could see Trey Lance. We could see Jimmy Garoppolo. And every other team is really kind of unpredictable to an yeah. extent. To an extent. So- I agree. So they're good. They're getting good when it counts. And like we said before, I think they played the draft correctly. They played offseason correctly because they know that this is an opportunity to get back into the Super Bowl sooner rather than later, right? Like they want to play the short game, not the long game. So I think for them, that makes sense. They've tasted it a little bit and they're ready to get back. Now, will that happen? I have no idea. But I am excited to see Trey Lance at least – play, I don't know, at least preseason, but then hopefully sometime during the regular season.
0: I think it's a guarantee and this might be a. I astral, yeah. I think it's a guarantee we see him this yeah. season. When would I out. think is a big question mark, but I do, whether it's, and I would never wish injury upon anybody, especially not Jimmy Garoppolo. Not that I want him to get injured, but like you said, the injury history is there. It's very prominent. So with that or just with I don't know, like you said, this team struggled with injuries last year. If there's some uncertainty, if there's some holes and things with Jimmy just aren't working in the way that they used to, who knows? And maybe these rookies, and I know, like I said, they were kind of showcasing the rookies in a very positive way. Trey Lance wasn't really out there showing all his – they were playing it safe, but they're um, running back from – Elijah Mitchell, it was their sixth-round pick, 100. He caught all four passes from Lance. Now, not Mm -hmm. that this is anything to get super excited about, but who knows if they start creating relationships and things just start moving. Like, you never know what is going to happen, and there's still so much time for things to unfold. So it's definitely, this is a team that we have to keep our eye on because they were in the Super Bowl two years ago. This was it yeah. this is a complete team and now they're making some drastic changes so it's going to be interesting to see what continues to happen.
1: Yeah, drastic changes but in the right direction. Like I yeah. think like you mentioned Elijah Mitchell, fantastic job, Trey Sermon, and a, another back that came in and really killed it. And then you had like cornerbacks stepping up, safety stepping up. So they've really added pieces where it counts, where's right for them and they didn't do a lot of really a, they didn't look for accessories, right? Like they filled holes, they filled needs. And I think that really showed in rookie mini camp. And I think, like we said, we've said over and over again, a, we will have no true test until training camp actually comes and we can really see them in more, I guess, fair situations and where evaluations really begin. But I definitely feel like they're on the right path. Um, I do, yeah, I say oh, it with a little wait, hesitation.
0: I have good vibes. I don't know. Like, I feel confident for them. Like, I like the way Kyle Shanahan is running it. And right before the draft, I was getting a little iffy. Like, I didn't know where his mindset was. But now, seeing the way he's talked about everything, I really think he's just trying – he's having fun with this. And he's trying to play it and tease everybody. And at the end of the day, I do trust that he is going to do – what is best for this team. I don't think he is going to let drama or what anybody else says interfere with the decision. Like I think he will be 100% confident in the decisions that he makes, and I have full trust in him. So it's definitely getting exciting. And like we just talked about, very tough division, but at the same time, all of these teams – this division is so tough because every team is kind of on that same level where they all have the opportunity. So no doors are closed for anybody. Yeah. No, for sure. And I think that's
1: that's a key point because also, speaking of no doors closed for anybody, they signed Marquise Lee to a one-year deal, which, oh. All right. like. <laughs> What a weird thing. Like, I don't know if it's just because I'm a Jags fan, but when I hear like Mark Heasley went to San Francisco for a tryout. Okay. And then got signed to a one-year deal with the 49ers. I'm just yeah. like, I, I don't know what to make of that, but yeah, I think they're just very open. Like they're, they had
0: the longest reception of the day in which, a- which is five
1: yards. I mean, yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, great. like congrats yeah it's uh I, I don't know it's strange um I will say I I do wish we had seen more like and that's the one criticism I have with how they're how they're doing things so far I think you traded up you gave up so much to get into that spot to get Trey Lance right and for a while it was like Mac Jones Trey Lance there was a lot of there were two names in that discussion and you know you went with Trey Lance, they all are very unique. Every single guy that was a top five quarterback in that draft, very unique qualities. They have very unique skill sets. They chose Trey Lance. They traded a lot to get him. And they really had him like running stuff that they're already doing, right? Like it's the typical Shanahan offense we've seen for the past couple of years, the past, I mean, four years, if we're being real. And I just wish. I want to see them play to Trey Lance, right? Like, because otherwise, why did you go get him? Why didn't yeah. you opt for a Mac Jones, someone who's a little more game manager-y, I guess? Like, why why not go for a Mac Jones? Why get a Trey Lance if you're going to make him kind of, like, run the same type of offense? And I don't know if this is just, like, a truncated version, getting them acclimated to the system. but. I really hope they branch out because I don't love the idea that he would be coming in and just mirroring what Jimmy Garoppolo would do. I think that would be a huge disservice to the team, but also to him.
0: Yeah, no, I agree 100%. And I think part of it is I, I, they were just tailoring it to kind of make everyone from what it felt like. It felt like they were tailoring all of the um, exercises to make everyone look the best that they could. They wanted everyone to like, like all these numbers everything i'm looking at was how everyone was having this fantastic day and like even the undrafted guys were coming out and so i feel like they were just trying to see the best of everybody which is fine because this isn't the real this is rookie mini camp this isn't training camp like things don't have to be as real yet but i i agree and i don't want them to keep this up going into training camp because you're if you have doubts about jimmy and like you, you mentioned it, they do well with Jimmy on the field, but you mm-hmm. can't just get someone that's going to come out and be Jimmy. If you want that, then just keep Jimmy or find somebody that's exactly what plays exactly like Jimmy because Trey Lance isn't. I think they're similar, but so different at the same time. So and he has. Like there's a reason I liked him more than Mac Jones. I like the way he played. I like the way he uses the field. So you have to give him the opportunity to show that. And you have to give him the opportunity to work with the rest of the rest of the guys on this offense and see if it will work long-term. See if he can be your long-term starter. Um, take over as your franchise guy if this is the direction you want to go down. But I really just think they were keeping everything very small scale and just trying to get everybody in the field for what's gonna come. I feel like training camp's gonna be a like slap in the face for everybody.
1: Yeah. And I, I would imagine that around the league. Um, but this did feel like a feel good, like let's get to know each other type of yes. icebreaker situation, which is great for like summer camp. I'm just interested to see how it plays out (laughs) for in the NFL. (laughs) But
0: um, we dropped the toddlers (laughs) off at summer camp. They went on a cute little field trip. Yeah. They got on the bus, packed them lunch.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know. I'm excited. I think uh, I don't want to say, I think there will be surprises, but I do think this is a team where we could see some surprises because I think this is a very open-minded coaching staff, right? Like I think this is a place where, you're not gonna have these guys coming in, whether they've been on the team for four years or they just got drafted, coming in and having a spot ready to go as soon as they walk into camp. Like I do think there's going to be a lot of competition. I think we saw that there were some standout guys, you know, defensive backs, uh running backs. I think those are gonna be huge areas of competition. I think they will. I think that that depth chart is going to look a little different, and I think that's a good thing. I think they need that switch up. They need that internal drive. It's what felt like was missing last year. I think they kind of waved off the season once everyone got injured. So yeah. I, I would love to see them with like some fire in them again. But are there any may like huge surprises you're predicting once they go through training camp?
0: Hmm. I don't. I, from what I'm seeing, all right, here, I'll give this. I don't know if this is actually going to happen, but just from everything I've been keeping up on all like the daily articles with the rookie minicamp, for some reason, I'm everything with Elijah Mitchell and Trey Lance, it just all seems to be sunshine and rainbows. So Mm -hmm. imagine if all of a sudden, and this, like, Elijah was their last pick. They took uh, Trey Sermon in the third round way above him. This was they needed depth here because one the injuries from last season. Mm-hmm. So who knows? Imagine if their sixth round 170, uh, not 172, their sixth round draft pick, Elijah Mitchell from Louisiana Lafayette comes out. Trey mm-hmm. Lance is now their starting quarterback, and they become this fire duo halfway through the season.
1: Right. I mean, look, I'm here for it. That was similar to what watching everything from their camp that is the vibe I got mm-hmm. I would love to see it I think he's very fun to watch he's very quick he's very he's just smart. he's very he's smart he's dynamic he run route he runs routes probably better than most people in the NFL so I would be excited to see that and I think yeah. I think people really underestimate that connection especially if Trey Lance does get in there but I predict he's going to have a breakout season if I had to put money on something right now. Look at us.
0: Look at us. I and I think one of the main arguments, too, was that a lot of people are saying that they just gave up too much. And I really they gave up a lot. What they traded three future picks to move up in the first round. They made the trade with Vegas and then they traded again with the Rams so they got the extra fourth and then they gave it up for the Rams. So there was definitely a lot of movement and they gave up a lot to move up into that third overall spot. But the picks that they did and like we we have to see how this team is developing long term and to see where they are going to go to see if this is actually going to be detrimental to them. But from the way I'm seeing it, they now have, they had a ready team if they can stay healthy and now they have all of this depth. Not that they're obvi- I feel like any team you're going to miss. You want, to draft well and have the future draft picks as well. But from the way it's looking to me, they handled it perfectly to set themselves up where they're going to be comfortable over the next couple of years until they can reaccumulate draft picks again. So I, I don't know. I feel like they're sitting in a very good position. Everyone, everyone's like, there could be a lot of drama here. There, Like yeah. people could take this the wrong way and people could get pissed and demand trades. And there could be a lot because Jimmy Garoppolo is very close with a lot of the guys on this team. And everybody just seems to be handling this so maturely and everyone's going into it with an open mind and everybody's giving everyone a fair chance. Like it's so crazy how just like lovely everything is going. So it makes me feel really good about it. And I hope that continues throughout training camp. And then when the season starts, if there are a couple bombs dropped, I would not be upset at all.
1: Look, I'm here for the drama. I'm ready for it. (laughs) I'm ready for it. But yeah, I agree. I think we said this before. A lot of people said this. If Trey Lance works out, it was the best trade deal in the history of NFL drafts. If he doesn't work out, then it was completely ridiculous. And that is, that's the hindsight of the NFL draft. Um, But no risk, no reward, baby. Exactly, exactly. And I think they they are well aware that with the way a lot of these contracts are structured, with the age of some of these guys, it's now or never. I don't want to say now or never, but it's now or not for a while. Um, and I think there's a few teams operating in that mindset. Obviously, the Bucks are another one where it's like, we've borrowed from future years. We got to make it happen now. Otherwise, it's kind of out the window. Um, so I think it's worth... You know, taking chances. I think it's worth trading because everything you traded, like if you don't get it this year, you your structure of your roster is going to change so much. It's probably not even going to be in question the next couple of years. So you might as well go into rebuilding and and have a quarterback, right? Like if Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't work out and you have to start from scratch and you have to go into a little bit of a rebuilding just to get back on track, at least you have Trey Lance or you have Jimmy Garoppolo, and that is that's now the luxury of of being able to be flexible and have two guys that have different skill sets can work in a similar system, can kind of drive each other. And I think that is going to pay off for them in the long run. But, but yeah, I don't know. I, I want, I cannot wait until every single day I'm just watching TV and just watching nothing but random training camp clips Cause
0: I'm like, I'm, I need it. Like I need to be at that point and I don't want to wish summer away and everything, but at the same time, um, getting excited over our team's trading no name corners and a sixth round pick like it's just not stimulating enough to me right now.
1: <laughs> it's not. I um yeah, I'm not here for it. I'm going to need like some more drama to surface. That's what I'll say about this. I, know. I just uh, yeah. Oh, we have a new. I'll put it on the screen.
0: Hi. Hi, Thanks thank for you for tuning in. in.
1: It's not usually um, – I will say usually we have a lot more to say about a lot more things, but we're in this, like, lull of the NFL.
0: So, so yeah, so now we're doing a deep dive on the 49ers rookie minicamp. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah. yeah,
0: keep tuning in. We'll,
1: we'll do more of these. We will dive into probably a couple teams uh, weekly going forward. But if you have any teams you want us to cover – feel free to let us know, DM us, whatever, because we're open to hearing about it. I mean, we have some teams on the list. Obviously, I think we naturally have a little bias when it comes to certain teams. So we are trying to find like the best teams. But if you have any teams you're interested in,
0: let us know. Definitely. Yeah, we're open to suggestions right now. We want to know what the people want to hear too, because there's definitely a lack of news Mm -hmm. going (laughs) on.
1: He said, what are your biases? I'm a Jacksonville Jaguars fan. I'm also – I have a soft spot for the Browns, the Steelers, all these teams. The older I get, the more I like a bunch of teams. um, Definitely. What are your biases?
0: So I'm a hardcore Philadelphia Eagles fan, ride or die. The Miami Dolphins are my number two. Mm I freaking love that team. Now the Cardinals, um, the Bills. I have a lot. Like the more I'm thinking, like the list keeps growing. Packers. That's called personal growth. It's yeah, called personal is, growth. It's maturity.
1: It is. It is. It's being able to love a player or love a team, and not necessarily have have it be your team. Maybe they can even be in the same. Not not maybe not the same division, but they can be. They can be in the same
0: conference.
1: Like, yeah, yeah, you're just we're just more open to rooting for people than I think we were when we were younger.
0: Yeah. But when I was younger, I would sit down and watch the Eagles and I only cared about the Eagles. And I was like, wow, I love football. And now it's (laughs) like, all right, I can actually pay attention and know what is going on in the entire league and respect it and root for it and appreciate it. So it's it's definitely personal growth. You know what? I
1: you know what I'm going to start doing now that we're in like the super boring NFL period. I'm going to start thinking about conceptualizing and visualizing my um setup for games. Like I okay. need to know like what streaming services I need, like what little package, maybe I'll get like another TV to do a little split screen action. I don't, I don't know. I know we're going to figure it out. I I really really just I'm so tired of watching, like, two games on my laptop, a game on my computer, staring at my phone. I need, like, some – I need a
0: professional setup. You know, all I've been doing, my thing was I would sit every Sunday, do Red Zone, and then if the Eagles were on, I would have the Eagles game on my laptop so I could watch that in full, but then also have Red Zone with everything else going on and then Twitter just going, like, crazy And that, that was, that was my setup, but I would love if I could have a, and honestly, I'm planning for eventually in the next decade, I'm probably going to buy a house. And all I know, like my dream in life is to have a covered back porch with a TV and a fireplace so that in the fall I can sit outside with Mm -hmm. Football on in the evening, a fire going like that sound—that's adulthood to me, and that's yeah. when I'll know I've made it.
1: Yeah, no, I hear you. I—I I was thinking about that the other day because I was like, I feel like we need a new name other than man cave. I'm gonna say that right now. We need—we <laughs> need to rebrand
0: the like, man cave. Yeah,
1: we need to rebrand it because it could be way cooler. It could have more features. It could be more inclusive, all, all these things. I'm just like, I want a man cave, but I don't want to call it a man cave. So I'm trying to think of a clever name for it. And I'm also saying this, like I have any extra room anywhere to do this, but one day I will.
0: Yeah. One day, one day we'll get our, I was trying to think of something I'm (laughs) top of my head and I, but I need it. I need that space, a football, a football cave. Mm -hmm. That's what, yeah,
1: that's fair. So that's fair, like and that. and the answer to your question earlier, uh, if you're a Bears fan and you hate the Packers, that's not a lack of development. No, that's, yeah,
0: because I will never like
1: the Cowboys. Correct, and I will never like the Titans. I actually loathe like it's I cannot root for anything they do no. at all. So no. it's it's a little tough, but that's not a lack of development. That's just being a true fan.
0: Yeah, it's honestly, and like when, especially when like Dak got paid and we had to sit here and talk about it, it took everything in me to like remove (laughs) my heart from the situation and look at the, and I'm like, this is the smartest move for them.
1: Yeah, yeah, I do. But we're not fans, like we're not lifelong fans of the Browns or Steelers. So it's easy for us to kind of be like, I like, the, I like players on the Steelers. I like players on the Browns, but I didn't grow up watching either of those teams, and I didn't grow up as a fan of either of those teams. Now, if I grew up a diehard fan of the Steelers or the Browns, then that would be a no-go.
0: Yeah. Obviously. Yeah, I'm a big – I'm a big uh, – the Browns, I'm starting to get sold on. I'm not there yet. We definitely cracked me a little bit. I'm definitely getting softer to it, but I'm definitely a Steelers-Ravens person. I – totally go against that yeah yeah
1: no i uh yeah i love this this growth this development it makes it makes sundays way more fun especially like when my team's on a bye week um and i get to like not move from my couch yes and it gives
0: you like i can root for things all day long betting it helps me with betting I'm, i'm a bat i'm a gambler i gamble way too much on sundays
1: I would also argue it goes both ways because I feel like gambling helps you become a fan of more teams. Same with fantasy football. You have more skin in the game. Yeah. When I play fantasy, I, I do tend to obviously watch the games that my you know team is on. And I definitely get more into games that I otherwise would not really care about. But I am also that person where you could put on probably any sporting event. In front of me, and I won't care. And then two minutes later, I have an emotional connection to one of the teams, and I yes. really want them to win. And I'm upset <laughs> over the game that I have like no connection to. So, I um, it, it's so annoying. It doesn't even matter what sport it is. Like, I, I don't know if you've ever tried to watch professional curling, riveting. No.
0: I've watched riveting. it during the Olympics. I get hooked on it during the Olympics. No, I riveting. get water polo. I'm like, mm. I, I don't know a single thing about water polo. And in the Olympics, I'll be like, yes. <laughs> um, also, March Madness, that's like my, th- I watch zero college basketball, zero. None. But None. the second the bracket comes out, I am die hard mind. I would like jump in front of a bus for the team that I pick to win my national championship. Like, I get nuts. My mom literally texted me on day one this year and was like, don't. Drive yourself insane because like I watch every single game like crazy and I'm like, I know nothing leading up to it. And then all of a sudden, my entire life revolves around the NCAA and March 5- Yeah. Basketball. Oh, yeah. I,
1: I fill out the bracket like, okay, we're not getting upset this year. This is just for fun. You have no idea who these teams are. You don't care. You don't even know if they're good or not. You're picking just based off of vibe, sometimes uniform, sometimes, you know, one player and you really like that player. I'm like, I'm never picking my bracket based off of any sort of research or knowledge because I don't spend the time to do it because I'm like, I'm not getting emotionally invested. I don't have the time for this. I'm just filling it out. I'm going. And then games start and then I'm upset, right? Like if I'm not winning everything, I'm upset. So yes. That's a bad personality. No, I
0: literally no. I mean, like it's good and bad. It's good to be competitive. This is just from yeah. another super competitive person. I'm like talking us both off the ledge here. <laughs> um, no, for March Madness, I pick Wichita State every year if they're in it. Um, literally because of the Seven Nation Army song. Um, Love and that. yes, and he says I'm going to Wichita, so every time I see it, I'm like, Haha, And I pick it: White stripes, Seven Nation Army, and that it. It plays an a- effect into my March Madness bracket, so
1: I love it. Yeah, Guys, thanks for, day. I mean, listening to it. If you're still here,
0: God incredible. bless
1: you. Yeah, incredible. <laughs> Round of applause because I just realized we just rambled around about random, random <laughs> things for about <laughs> twenty minutes. So football,
0: uh, March Madness in May. Yeah, you got
1: any <laughs> final thoughts before we head out?
0: Um, I'm, and I don't even know if I want to put this into the universe because I know if some crazy drama happens, I'm going to be like, what the frick? But honestly, right now I I'm manifesting some tea. Something's got to happen.
1: We can manifest it. We can manifest it.
0: I, I just want
1: tea. I don't want any like Negative outcome on yeah. anyone's life. I just want tea, right? I want some good trades, I want some
0: yeah.
1: rumors, I want something to, to start flying so we can get in here and chit-chat and all of that. But we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Thank okay. you guys for t- yeah, thanks guys for tuning in. Follow us on Instagram on side chicks, Twitter on side chicks pod. Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube. We are also on Apple and Spotify. So rate, review, subscribe there. And we will catch you guys next Tuesday for another Eyes on Rookie. Wednesday. Wednesday. You're getting mixed
0: up with Play the Ve.
1: Louise. Wednesday. (laughs) Wednesday. Guys, it's been a long week. It's only Wednesday. Yeah, no, it's fine.
0: We'll be fine. But
1: yeah, we'll be back. We'll see you guys next week.
0: Bye. Bye.